Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to the SSC Weekly Podcast. Pastor Wayne has a great message for us today. If you're new or would like to connect, head on over to our website and click the I'm New button. We'd love to connect with you, and our hope is that you would be inspired to follow Jesus. Let's head on in. Well, good morning. It's such a joy and a pleasure to see you all. And thank you just now, and not just now, but many other times for being so friendly and being warm. Don't you just love warm people? People who are friendly, people who love others. We are full of folks like that here, and I just say God bless you. You know, it has been great. I have met several people here this morning that are here for the very first time, and I want to thank you. We want to thank you for coming. We hope that it's a good experience for you and that you've been made to feel welcome here today. God is present with us, and I hope that you're planning to um, hear something from God today. That, that, that is not outlandish. That is not like, oh, wow, really? No, really. We can hear from God. There can be something that is deposited in your heart today that will help you. We're glad to have the kids today as well. So God bless you kids. Uh, kind of watch. I, I would love to see some of the kids come up to me afterwards and say, I noticed in my notes that I have when you talked about this. And uh, so that would be pretty awesome. That would be amazing actually. So we'll see how they do. If you can pick up, pick up on something that I'll be talking about at some point. Well, as you know, today is December the 31st. It is the last day of 2023, and it is really kind of neat that we get to spend it, a part of it at least, coming and gathering like this and worshiping together and praying. Uh, you know, it's, it's, every day is a day for worship. Every, every day is a day to connect, of course, if we can. But it's something special about us gathering here today on the very last day of 2023. Now, I don't know what 2023 has been like for you. I'm sure there are many stories of, of the ups and some stories of the downs. I hope there's stories of the faithfulness of God, which, by the way, we sang about. And, oh, my goodness, this team did such a great job, didn't they, in leading us into worship? I, okay, I just... I just appreciate that so much. I really, really do. In fact, I want to, I think while we're in the clappy mood, I think we should say reflecting on the past couple of weeks, my goodness, the team uh, that was, you know, uh, presenting the candlelight, the team behind the scenes, the team for the online, it takes a lot of people. And you know, if you've seen the video clips, uh, the video that was presented online, if you were here uh, in person in the services, didn't everybody do, all that team did an amazing job. We should give them a hand because they were awesome. And we appreciate each and every one of them. Now, at this time of year, no surprise here, we engage in the common practice of reflecting on the past year and planning for the coming one. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that you've been doing that. You've probably already been thinking, okay, this year, this year, clean white page starting tomorrow, blank page starting tomorrow, 
I'm planning to do this. I'm hoping to do this. We all do it. And we also reflect on the past year. What kind of year has it been? Have I learned anything? So here's what I want to talk to you about for a few minutes. Past, present, future. What is God's wisdom with all of that? What does the Bible have anything to say as we reflect on the past, as we seize the present, as we plan for the future? Does God have anything to say about that? Is there any wisdom that I should grab onto as I'm going through this exercise? Or should we just say, ah, forget about that. I'm going to do whatever I want. I've got some plans and ideas. Or should we say, God, what do you say about my planning for the, for the coming year? What do you say about my reflecting on the past year? I hope to give you a few things that may help you today. And let's start off with this one from the past. Number one, I would say, learn from your mistakes. Now, anybody here that has not made any mistakes in the past year, tune me out for the next five minutes, okay? Okay, you don't have to listen to this part, but for the rest of us, I would say that when you reflect, be humble. Be humble. Be honest. Be real. Don't, don't try to hide things away from yourself, which sounds really crazy. I don't know if we actually can do that. We think of hiding things from others. We hide things from ourselves by not being honest. Be honest. And with you reflecting, you say, you know what, that, that really didn't, that didn't go so well. That was a bad decision. That was a bad choice. Listen, it's okay to name it. And it's okay to say, yes, that was wrong. Because that's how we grow. That's how we learn. We say, I, I, I'm learning from this. Here's a, here's a pretty stark verse. You'll see what I mean. Here's what it says. As a dog returns to its vomit. That's pretty stark. So a fool repeats his foolishness. That's Proverbs 26, 11. Any dog lovers in the house? I'm a dog lover. I love dogs. We've got several dogs in our family. Uh, we, Brenda and I don't happen to have one right now, but we've got grand dogs. And we love, we love the dogs. And you, we've seen dogs do this, right? And it's kind of like, oh, that's gross. That is like, you, are you kidding me? And that's actually in the Bible? But it's true. Dogs do that. But in the starkness of that image, and now you're thinking, I've got to get that image out of my head now. I've got to get it out of my head. But here's the thing. In the, the starkness and the, I, I would say really, it's kind of like really off-putting of that, that image that we have. So it connects it, it with someone who doesn't learn from their mistakes. I think the Bible's trying to give us a pretty clear image that we must learn. We need to learn from things. And we need to forgive ourselves. Everyone take your finger and point it right at yourself and say, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. You may have made mistakes. I'm going to learn from that. You are not perfect and you will never be. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. Perfection is elusive. Perfection is elusive. We, we, we want to move towards perfection, meaning maturity in Christ. We want to grow. We want to conquer certain things. But perfection is elusive. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. Nobody in this room is perfect. We will stumble at times. But God gives us the grace to get back up. Forgive yourself. Number two, I would say when you're reflecting on the past, let go of disappointment. 
I don't know everybody's story here, but I know many stories. I'm just scanning the room. You say, are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? Yeah, I probably am. I'm looking at you right now. But I know a lot of your stories. And you know what? I know a lot of you have a lot of disappointment that you faced in 2023. Prayers that didn't get answered. Plans that didn't come to fruition. And, And you're sitting here today and you say, reflect on the past. Are you kidding me? I don't want to think about it. I'm very bitterly disappointed. I don't know why things didn't work out the way I'd hoped they had. But here's, I'm going to give you a bit of wisdom. Stop rehearsing the things that disappointed you. Learn, let go. Stop rehearsing what someone said to you that was hurtful. Stop rehearsing something that was a failure in your life. Don't be stuck in that zone. Listen, 2024 is upon us. And I'm excited about the coming year. I don't know about you. I think you are too. I'm excited about the coming year. I'm not going to tell you it will be without challenge. And some of you already are facing challenges that will, that will flow into 2024. And I wish it wasn't so. But here's one thing that will help you as you move forward. Let go of 2023, meaning the hurt, the pain, the disappointment. It doesn't mean we ignore it. It doesn't mean we're not real about it. But we, we process it. We work through it with God's help. But we move on because we don't want to let life pass us by by looking in the rearview mirror all the time. Number three, I would say move on from your successes. It's not just about moving on from your failures, but move on from your successes. You say, wow, that was pretty, pretty awesome, and dare I say that we might get a little bit proud. We have the tendency to do that. We might say, we might put that particular event or that particular happening on the, on the mantle, so to speak, and we kind of glance over it. And it's okay to remember God's goodness, and it's okay to remember what God has done. It's okay to be grateful. But sometimes we can take our successes and make it, dare I say, an idol, and we get stuck there. Listen, if God blessed you to accomplish certain things, be grateful. Be grateful, but move on. There's more to do. Don't, don't stay there and march around that particular mountain forever. Be grateful. Yes, be grateful, but move on from your successes. I, it's very important that we do that. And here's another thing I thought of, and I don't know if this will connect with you or not. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. It'll probably connect more with the older folks like me and Conrad. No, sorry, Conrad. Conrad's my friend, and he, he, we joke all the time. But hey, this will connect more with us, but be careful when you reminisce. Be careful when you reminisce. What do I mean by that? We can live in an ideal past. We can live where we say, wow, that was so good back then. I don't know about you, but now that I'm, dare I say, 66, and you know, I'm, I'm moving on through life, you know, I have, I reminisce a whole lot more, but it makes sense because I have a whole lot more to reminisce about, right? So I think back and Brenda and I talk about old times. You know what? There's, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's what I would say. Don't take that, those memories and say, well, I wish it was that way today. And why can't people be like that today? And why can't we have that today? Listen, we make unhealthy comparisons and we, and we you know, long for their things to return in an unhealthy way, in an unhealthy way, or we don't remember things the way they actually were. They're more, they're more perfect than what they actually were. And you say, well, what's wrong with that? I'll tell you what's wrong with that. It can breed a discontented spirit and a troubled heart. 
Does that make sense to you? Does it make sense? So be careful when you reminisce and make sure that, that you do not plant seeds. And I wrote this down. Be careful that you are not planting seeds of discontent by an unhealthy longing for those fictional days when everything was supposedly perfect and all your expectations were met. I love this verse. I focus on this one thing. Philippians. Here's what it says. Philippians 3.13. I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past. And looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. To reach the end of the race. And receive the heavenly prize. For which God through Christ Jesus. Is calling us. Philippians 3.13.14. That's good advice. That's good advice. Move on from failure. Move on from disappointment. Move on from success. There's more to do. God is doing great things. Okay, past, present. Present. Now, kids, this is your time to shine. And look at those notes. Look at those words on your piece of paper. Because you're going to see something that we're going to talk about. It says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Now we're talking about the present. The present. Because the days are evil. I'd like for us all to read that again. Can we all read it together? Are you ready? Do you see it? Okay, can we all read it together? Let's, let's go right now. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Remember, the real currency you have is today. Yesterday is a memory. Tomorrow hasn't come yet. The real currency you have is right now. And I know that's not, that cliche, that saying is, is, not, is not new. We've all heard that many, many times. The past is gone. The future is not yet. And so here's the thing. Let's seize the day. And that's not a new statement either. Carpe diem, which came from Horace, the Roman poet, which means to to pluck the fruit when it's ripe. Carpe diem. It means to be prepared now. Seize the moment. Seize the day. And I would say that when you reflect on the present right now, and that's something we can do every single day, every single hour of our lives, we need to be looking for opportunity. Here's a sad thing. I, I, I don't mean to bring you down. But it just kind of, it just kind of jumped into my heart and kind of, kind of, kind of really brought a somber and sober thought to me. What if, and I know we often say, I'm setting this little saying up, I take a bit of time to set it up, but you know, oftentimes we say, well, you know, if not now, maybe tomorrow, if not tomorrow, maybe next day, if not now, maybe next month, because you know, we're going to trust God, if not, you know, we, we keep pushing it ahead, it doesn't happen, we'll keep, and I understand that we keep believing next day, next month, it's going to happen, but what if, an opportunity came and was lost because it wasn't seized upon. Do you understand that? Do you think that an opportunity can come 
And if we don't seize that opportunity, that's a sobering thought, folks. And I know God is gracious, he's kind, he's faithful, he's enduring. I know all of that. I'm just trying to stir up your mind a little bit to think about this. But what if, what if an opportunity is like ripe fruit? It is now the time. This is the time. And if you wait, that opportunity might be missed. That, my friend, is a very sobering thought. So we need to live every day saying, I am going to make sure with God's help to focus on the opportunities I have. And if God opens up a door, then I need to be ready to go through that door. I don't know about you. I'm going to talk about myself right now because I know no one else in this room does this. But here's what it is. We have a tendency to postpone. And here's something we're always doing. We're... It's, we know we're supposed to start, but we spend so much time getting ready to start. You notice what I mean? Get it, we're get, oh, getting ready to start. I haven't started. We need to start. Oh, but we've got to get ready to start. And we spend so much time getting ready. You know, there comes a time you just need to start. You might not ever really be totally ready. Just do it, to <laughs> borrow the famous uh, line, logo. Just start. You say, no, well, it's not quite, oh, you know, the conditions, the conditions. Just start. Just do it. Do it now when an opportunity comes. You say, oh, one of the saddest things is is several days after an opportunity, you look back and say, oh, I meant to, oh, I was going to, oh, I missed that opportunity. How many have ever felt the anguish of missing an opportunity? Sure we have. Well, here's the wisdom. Seize the opportunity. Every day, God help me. I'm not saying you're going to bat a thousand. Of course you're not. Of course you're not going to bat a thousand. You're going to miss things. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person. We all do it. We all say, oh, I should have done that. So, so don't, I don't want you to live in perpetual, you know, uh, uh, being down on yourself. But I am saying when God gives you an opportunity, seize it. And move in on it, because that's an open door. God has set before us an open door. Why do we spend a lot of time on the preparation? and and, Or why do we procrastinate? Oh my goodness, I shouldn't have brought that horrible word up. I'm sorry, that's a swear word, isn't it? Isn't that a bad word? No, kids, it's not a bad word, by the way. Procrastinate is a good word. Well, it's a good word, it's a good bad word, is what it is procrastinate why do we postpone you know what sometimes we do it because we're afraid I'm talking to somebody right now you're afraid you are afraid you've got fear I would do that but I'm so afraid that I'm going to fail I'm so afraid of the commitment I'm afraid get past your fear this could be an opportunity seize the opportunity sometimes we're unsure sometimes we're just tired we're tired we're all tired right now aren't we Oh, maybe not. We're all a little bit tired after the you know, busy Christmas season. Maybe some of you had a great two or three days. You slept into noon hour every day. I don't know. Maybe you did. But a lot of us get tired. And sometimes we don't do things because we're tired. Sometimes, but here's the thing. Seize the day. Here's another verse for you. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Oh, my goodness. I'd like to learn that one better. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, 
As we have opportunity, let us do good to all. As we have opportunity. Opportunity. Knocking at the door. Open the door. We have an opportunity. I'm looking for something big and grand. No, you're going to miss it. It might be something very small and seemingly insignificant. Just do it. Send that note. Make that call. Make that visit. I don't know what it might be. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Future. Future. Here's what the Bible says. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. And he will establish your what? Your plans. Your plans. Do you have plans? For any of the single, single young ladies here today. I don't know how many are here. You'd like to get that call from the handsome prince. Do you have plans this evening? Now, if the handsome prince is not so handsome, you say, yes, I've got to wash my hair. (laughs) Plans. We make plans. Some of you made plans. Brenda and I have big plans for tonight. Oh, yes, we do. Big plans. I'm hoping to stay up till midnight. That's my plan. He will establish your plans. Commit to the Lord. What does that mean? I give it to you, God. I give it to you. No, these are my plans. These are my plans. No, God, these, I commit them to you. I trust you with my plans. You know, it makes sense to dream a little. It's okay to dream. It's okay to plan. There's not, you know, don't, don't let anyone tell you, oh, no, you shouldn't plan. No, it's okay. Dream and plan and have vision. But remember that it takes commitment as well. It takes, you know, it takes, it takes some hard work. It takes the grace of God. It takes the help of the Holy Spirit. But it's okay to plan and to dream. And it's okay to think of God as having good plans for you. I know some people want to squash it all the time. They want to squash it. Oh, no. Oh, oh, and they don't like you quoting this verse too many times. For I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. How many people have known these folks who, when you quote that verse, you say, now hold on a second, that's an Old Testament verse that was meant for the children of Israel in captivity, and we can't transfer that into the New Testament days. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, you killed joy. I know it is a verse in, in the context of Israel's captivity. I know that. And if you're a good Bible student, you dig those things out. You understand context. Context is important for every single verse in the Bible. But here's the thing. Is it okay for us to say that I believe that God has plans for my life? Is it okay for me to dream and to say, God, I'm planning. I'm asking for your blessing. I'm asking for your goodness. Did we not just sing? And I know singing uh, lyrics is not comparable to Scripture, but we like to sing lyrics that, that do fit with Scripture. And did we not just sing, your goodness is what? No, no, leaving me in the dust. That's what it's. No, your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is, is enveloping my life. I believe in the goodness of God. So, so, and then it says, uh, Psalms 23, 13, I would have lost heart. I would have lost heart 
unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let that resonate in your heart. I would be very discouraged unless I know I'm going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Trust your future to God. Proverbs 3, and I'm going to ask Jill to come to the keyboard, please. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. It's okay to dream. He will do what? He will make your paths what? Straight. Someone needs to hear that today. I'm not telling you that that 2024 will be without challenges. But I'm also saying that that there's also this wonderful, beautiful truth of looking for the goodness of God. I'm trusting God for his goodness. He's going to make my path straight. He's going, to, he's going to work it out. We must live in and embrace the will of God. Now, talking about people who can kind of, kind of be like a wet blanket, poor old James in the Bible, I'm going to read you a verse right now. Oh my goodness, James. But let's read it anyway. Are you ready? Let's read it anyway, because it is scripture, and we do believe it. Here's what it says. Come now. You who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills. We shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Do you know what? When I read that verse, I, I, you know what my reaction was? It's like, come on, James. It, it, have you ever met people like that? They say, you know, oh, I'm planning on doing this. I'm excited. I'm excited about, you know, the coming year. I'm planning to make a profit in my business. I'm planning to do this. All good plans. And James comes along and says, wait a minute now. You could die, you know. Well, that's what he said. He said, your life's but a vapor. But actually, as, as kind of down as that sounds, he's actually giving us some really good advice. He's not saying that we shouldn't make plans, that we shouldn't, you know, ask God to prosper us or to bless us. There's nothing wrong with it. There's tons of Bible that, that back that up. We're looking for the goodness of God. But he's adding an important caveat. It's not just a caveat. It's the whole deal. It's the foundation. He says, trust God. You put your plans in God's hands. If the Lord wills. If the Lord wills. Praise God. The declaration we make, I will not worry or be afraid of what lies ahead. I will believe to see the goodness of God in the plans he has established for me. Now, someday, you are going to say, do you remember that old guy? I think his name was Wayne. And he always used to sing those old songs. 
Well, you're right, I did. You can put the words up. Is this on? We're good? I don't know about tomorrow. I just live. Now, many of you don't remember this song. It's an old hymn. From day to day. And I don't borrow from its sunshine For its skies may turn to gray And I don't worry or the future for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him. Thank you, Lord. For he knows what is ahead. I want you to sing it, especially if you know it. There's many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I second verse it's sort of like it's sort of like a James verse right because it's got it's got something in there you say oh wow really but hey let's be honest even in the difficult times we can trust God here's what it says I don't know about tomorrow and it may bring me poverty oh but the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me and the path that is my portion it may be through the flame or flood oh but his presence goes before me and I'm everybody. There's many things about tomorrow that I don't seem to understand. But I
And I know who holds my hand. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. You know today what is happening. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know what's going to happen the next day. And we can trust you, oh God, with your grace and your goodness. Praise God. Because you've always, always been good to me. You've always been good to us, Lord. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. All my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of God. Would you sing it from your heart this morning, everybody? All my life. All my life you have been faithful. That's why I can trust him for the coming year. Praise God. And all my life you have been so, so good with every breath, with every breath that I am able. Oh, I will sing of the goodness sing it again praise God all my life you have you sound so beautiful right now praise God and all my life you have been so so good with every breath I made I will see of the goodness of God. Can you lift your hands to the Lord right now and thank Him with your, with your voices? Thank you, Jesus. I trust you, Lord. Thank you. Come on, just verbalize it. Just say it the way you want to, the way you feel. I thank you, Jesus. I trust you with 2024. I'm going to trust you, God, with every day. Lord, I, I commit my life to you. I commit my plans to you, God. I know that I'm safe in you. I know that I can trust you, oh God, with all of my heart. I know you will go before me, Lord. You will protect me. You will watch over me. Even in the challenging times, oh God, you will be there. You will be there. You will be there. You will be there, Lord. You will be there. You will be there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just bow your heads for a moment. <coughs> Just reflect for a moment. Those of you at home, just reflect for a moment. I want you to hear this in your heart and spirit. I want, I want those fears to be quieted right now. May Jesus speak peace into your heart. I want you to receive it right now that if you reach out, you know, and I, I know it's kind of poetic language, but we believe it, that he will take your hand, that he will lead you, that he will guide you. God is with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The Lord goes before you. 
Trust Him. Be humble. Here's something I feel the Lord is saying. Is it just between you and the Lord? I, can, I, can I just interject this? Be humble. Whatever comes your way, just humbly say, God, it's okay. I know that I don't always understand God's plans, but God has a plan. He's working it out. We trust Him. I want you to receive that into your spirit right now. Receive it and trust God with your plans. He's going to go before you. Because His goodness surrounds you. Lord Jesus, help us not to miss opportunities. Here's something for you to remember. Don't miss opportunities that God... God is going to send knocking at your door. God's going to send some opportunities your way. May God give you the grace to seize those opportunities. Oh my, I feel the presence of the Lord with us right now. Dear Lord Jesus, may we be aware. Holy Spirit, come. You can just kind of open your heart right now. Holy Spirit, come. All over the building, people are praying. Holy Spirit, come and speak to our hearts, we pray. Precious Lord Jesus, we know that you're present right now. Praise God. We trust you with our tomorrows. Praise God. I know that Pastor Werner and Betty Ann would be watching this morning. You know, they've been battling a flu and sickness for several weeks. We want you to know, uh, Pastor Werner and Betty Ann, that we love you and that we're praying for you today. May the Lord make you well. I know they've missed many services and we're praying for them today. God bless you. And today, as we, we're going to all of a sudden start filling this whole room with a lot of laughter and and kind of cackling and tee-heeing and, and all of that. That's beautiful. I love every minute of it. But can you do something? Can you, you be mindful as you greet one another today? Can you be mindful of maybe a little encouragement, a little warmth that you can show, a little love that you can share with someone today? It just might make their day. Seize that opportunity. God bless you. Happy New Year to you all. We're so glad that you've joined us. You know, you are part of something bigger and we want to invite you to get involved, to really be part of the team. You can help make ministry happen either by volunteering or by financially partnering with us. If you'd like to give, you can head over to ssc.church slash give and you can even sign up for automatic withdrawals so that you know that your money is consistently making a difference and you are inspiring others to follow Jesus. Why not start today? Head on over to ssc.church slash give and sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you in the week to come. Oh, 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 oh,